Welcome to The Greek Current, a podcast by Halk and Kathy Merini. I'm your host, Thanos Davelis. EU leaders are bracing for a gas supply crunch that could freeze whole sectors of the bloc's economy as fears grow that Russia could pull the plug on supply and shut down the Nord Stream pipeline for good. If Russia does decide to pull the plug on supply, Europe, including Greece, will need to prepare for a challenging winter. This could also prove a test for the West's resolve against Russia, as the Kremlin uses energy as a bargaining chip to splinter Western unity. Yanis Palologos, Kathy Marini's Brussels correspondent, joins me to look into whether European countries are prepared should Russia cut off supplies of natural gas, what this could mean for Western unity in the face of Russian aggression, and what it means for Greece. Yanni, welcome back on The Greek Current. Thank you very much. Uh, great to be back, Samuel. Yanni, this week, the flow of natural gas to Europe via the Nord Stream pipeline fell to zero. While the reason for this is maintenance, some fear Russia could choose not to reactivate the pipeline when the maintenance work is over. Are European capitals prepared for such a scenario? I wouldn't say so. I mean, the plan set out by the European Commission in recent months envisages a sort of a full cutoff of Russian gas by 2027 and a reduction of imports by the end of this year by two-thirds. Even that scenario is considered to be quite ambitious and perhaps overly optimistic. But certainly, if a decision is made in the coming weeks to completely cut off the gas uh, on the Russian side, then that would create some very hard dilemmas and it would really test the European solidarity. Do your sources in Brussels and other European capitals believe that Russia will actually take this step? I think this has gone in recent weeks from something that was of concern but not considered imminent to something where now it's a case more of when than if. I mean, there there have been a, a number of steps taken by the Kremlin to limit the flow. Uh, if I recall correctly, in the recent summit in the end of June, the president of the commission, Ursula von der Leyen, said that already 12 out of 27 member states were facing a partial or a complete cutoff. And the recent moves under the guise of maintenance or forced uh, reductions of flows because of sanctions all show that, uh, you know, though the Russian president is keen to get as much revenue for as long as possible, even from lower flows because of the very high gas prices, he seems to be moving very much in the direction of cutting off the gas on his side before the Europeans were to decide to impose an embargo which was not going to happen anytime soon anyway. You brought up Western resolve earlier, and you know Russia has been using energy supply as a bargaining chip to try and break Western unity. Is the West's and Europe's resolve as strong as it was on February 24th? I wouldn't say it's as strong or, or that the unity is as sort of complete. There's certainly a level of fatigue, both among public opinion and political leaders, especially in the countries more to the west of Europe and further away from the actual fighting. It's still completely taboo to say that loud, but they seem to be nudging or arguing privately for the need for negotiations and for there to be an end in sight in this conflict. And also in terms of the economic consequences, there's a great concern about what will happen, especially after the summer, on the energy front, on the inflation front, on the growth front. So I would certainly say that the unity of Europe versus Russia is beginning to fray. If Russia did decide to pull the plug on supply, Europe, including Greece, will need to prepare for a challenging winter. Athens is already drafting a backup plan for this worst-case scenario. Is Greece ready to meet this challenge? So there have been meetings in Greece to discuss how to handle such an emergency situation. There is a sense that 
with an increasing use of coal-fired power plants, that that would be of significant help. But it would also depend on the level of LNG imports. They would have The imports of LNG would have to be very high for there not to be a need for rationing. And of course, the emergency plan that the Greek government has devised includes keeping reserves of natural gas in storage outside the country because Greece doesn't have sufficient storage facilities, and that's going to be very costly. Speaking of the cost, Greek finance minister Christos Takouras underlined the need for European initiatives for energy security and dealing with the energy crisis, as well as for better European coordination on this front. Are you optimistic that we'll see such measures? I'm not optimistic that we will see such measures unless there is a complete Russian cutoff. If there is, there are already certain plans in place by the Commission, and I assume that when it presents its newest plan for such an eventuality, which will be next week, those um, provisions will be made more concrete and more specific. But without that happening, I don't see the EU member states coming together on anything which would, in particular, alleviate the cost for member states of supporting their citizens and the most vulnerable households against the rising costs. And of course, there's going to be an increasing bone of contention because as the economic picture worsens, as inflation keeps climbing, there are those member states that think that, you know, this is the time for uh, government to sort of step on the brakes when it comes to the fiscal side, not continue with the kind of fiscally expansionary policies that we've seen since 2020, because those kinds of policies in this kind of environment would make it harder for central banks to rein in inflation. And that was one of the key messages of the statement yesterday by the Eurozone finance ministers after their Eurogroup meeting. Before we get into the statement from the Eurozone finance ministers, Yanni, the EU is set to release a plan later this month on initiatives for energy security and dealing with the energy crisis. What are some of the key options under consideration that we're aware of? So it will involve the activation of the security of supply regulation, which dates back to 2017, if I recall correctly. It would include the setting of a pan-European price cap on gas. It would include measures to enforce solidarity between member states. Those who will be less affected will be called upon to help out those which will face serious shortages. And that will, of course, be a very tricky issue because if a member state is facing less pressure but is having difficulty, for example, securing enough energy for its industry, will it be willing to export some of the limited supplies it has to another member state? You know, these are going to be some tough questions that are going to be asked during the winter. These are the main elements that we know about at this point. But the assumption is that in the plan that will be presented next Wednesday, there will be more uh, specifics and then the member states will be called upon to discuss it. As you mentioned earlier, Eurozone finance ministers made it clear this week that the extension of the EU's expansionary fiscal policy in 2023 is, quote-unquote, not warranted. Does this spell trouble for the Greek economy? Not particularly. I mean, it's not the statement that spells trouble. There are signs of trouble for the Greek economy because, you know, Greece, despite having a strong recovery from the pandemic and despite the fact that its fiscal management has improved considerably in the years since the Greek economic crisis. It remains the most over-indebted country in the Eurozone. It remains the only country in the EU that does not have an investment-grade rating on its bonds. You know, borrowing costs are already rising, and it is a government that has spent a lot of money both 
to combat the economic consequences of the pandemic, but also to help protect vulnerable households from the energy crisis. I think Greece is second or third in terms of spending as a percentage of GDP on dealing with the energy shock. So, you know, it was already clear that Greece would have to begin to rein things in. And of course, Greece has also spent a lot of money on defense and has been cutting taxes under this government. So, you know, something's got to give and it's high time that efforts were made in that direction. Yanni, thanks for joining us again. Great speaking with you as always. Thank you so much. In other news, Germany's ambassador to Greece reiterated on Tuesday that any questioning of Greece's territorial integrity and sovereignty by Turkey is unacceptable. The statement came after Devlet Bakhtelli, junior coalition partner in Turkish President Erdogan's government, showed a photo holding a map depicting large Greek islands as Turkish. Germany's ambassador was retweeting a comment by Prime Minister Mitsotakis, who had requested a clarification on the matter from Erdogan. At the diplomatic level, Athens was quick to describe the photo as particularly aggressive, provocative, and reprehensible. Diplomatic sources said the move was part of the escalation of extreme rhetoric emanating from Ankara. Finally, the Poseidon's Rage 22 bilateral military exercise, with the participation of forces from Greece and the United States, began on Monday and included 10 F-35 jets and 14 F-15s. It will be conducted under the planning, organization, and coordination of the Hellenic Army General Staff. Poseidon's Rage will, for the first time, feature 4th and 5th generation U.S. fighters deployed together. The F-35s will conduct training in the area of responsibility of the U.S. European Command. Meanwhile, Costantinos Floros, the chief of the general staff, is in Washington and has engaged in a number of meetings with top military officials there. He will also travel to Fort Worth, Texas, where he will tour the Lockheed Martin F-35 fighter jet production line. That wraps up today's episode of The Greek Current. Thanks for tuning in.